You are listening live to the program. Your teams, your town, your program. Yeah, we were great today. That was uh, the guys were turned up. Crowd was great. So efficient. Took care of the ball. A lot of good things uh, uh, that we did that first half. Probably about as well as we played all year long. And then second half, we just kind of pieced it together. But you know, all the starters scored, and the bench was good. And guys got a little bit of rest. It, it, it was a good day. You know, good starts. You know, and uh, there was a focus and uh, you know we took we took the type of shots we, we talked about in practice taking and it gave us that opportunity but you know they're a great team uh, them dudes can score right like they score in a variety of ways so we knew it was going to be a game of runs uh, we just happened to have more runs than they did well, I think the game got away from us on a hot hand by battle uh, made some tough shots uh, we saw the ball go in especially in the paint in the two point field goal area uh, I thought we got away from, um, you know, making those shots. And now, wondering when we stop referring to Andy Reid as Big Red and start referring to him as Big Green, Soren Petro. Right you are, Kay. Right you are, Petro, on the program on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Thank you for joining us here on a sun-splashed and spectacular uh, warm February day as, uh, you know, 4th of July is, what, three weeks away? Uh, so, you know, it's all good. The high and low temperature for tomorrow looks comical. What is it? What is that? What is it like temp- just it tomorrow is, night when it plummets? It's a high of 78, low of 17. Really? <laughs> I'm... It looks on this like planet paint, for almost 60 years, I've never, on the weather never seen app, that. It looks like the paint dripped. It, it like, does. oh, is that a mistake? Where is that? Somebody forgot to stop. But then it turns around and starts warming back up after. Yep. And then it's 42, 56, 65, 73 yeah. by Saturday. We're fine. We'll take a little We'll take a little splash. Although it does affect everybody. Like I heard Nate being all stopped up with the weather changes and everything. You're a sickening on, hot mess. On day seven. Day seven? Day eight, I guess. So it started last Monday. So it's okay. Yeah. Went by the uh, Hen House Pharmacy to grab a bag of uh, prescriptions for my wife. She's been battling basically since Thanksgiving. So, yeah, good times, good times. Uh, Much to get to today here in the uh, program. Uh, We Listen, first of all, our buddy Matt from uh, 23rd Street Brewery, Mm -hmm. uh, one of the best people you're going to meet. I know because I have traveled with Matt. Yep. Many moons ago. He's going to Vegas. He was just talking about for the opening round of the tournament. Strong. We should go with him. He is a great guy to travel with. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, 23rd Street Brewery, his fine, fine establishment uh, there in Lawrence, and he brought by my uh, tuna app. Oh, yes. You you like the tuna. A special edition. Very strong. Very strong. On ice. That oh, man, dude, are you kidding me? It's like, like sashimi-grade tuna that they use in that tuna yep. appetizer. I love it. That man found his calling because he is, he loves good food, he loves sports, he loves making sure people are having a good time. Loves good beer. Loves good beer. That man found his <laughs> calling. <laughs> he did, for sure. He is a great best friend to have. Yeah. You know? Hasn't worked a day in his life, probably, and from his perspective. Uh, you know, he, he loves, do yeah, what he loves. loves and, what he does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good at it, too. So man. thank you to our buddy, Matt. He doesn't just, love what he does. He's good at pretending he does. No, no. <laughs> hey, he just came down, just brought us lunch. Yeah. Like, just a swell guy. Uh, you know. Came to lord it over me about my Joe Spiker's running around yeah. from Easton Roofing. You know you know what that means? Some witty new yeah. commercial. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Only the best. I mean, he's chanting. You hear him? You're yeah. number one. He's got one finger pointed at me. Let you figure out which one it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's no, it's truly number one. It's just a bunch of just, uh, endless supply of Kansas 
fans and supporters just to make me feel even worse <laughs> about my history making. You know who will make you feel better? Who? Brian Haney. He'll be with that'll us in the 3 o'clock yes. hour. Yeah, we'll yes, talk. He will. But interestingly, we're going to talk Mizzou. Yes. We're going to bring the voice why? of the Jayhawks. I'd almost rather. And to talk Mizzou. Uh, that'd make it even worse. Just bring on all the KU people just to talk about how bad Missouri is. No, we're not going to do that. We'll talk about the Kansas Jayhawks. Because if you've got them figured out, or if Haney's got them figured out, Good that makes you guys. Because I don't. How about cluing us in? I don't. I don't have any idea uh, what is going on uh, with the Kansas Jayhawks. So we'll talk to Brian Haney. You know Brian Haney? You know what, you know what more importantly hmm. than being the voice of the Jayhawks? Hmm. He's the inspiration uh, for the Haney turkey stack. That's right, he is. At the 23rd Street Brewery. He's got his own signature item. Not bad. Pretty good. Not bad. Pretty good. Uh, we'll talk uh, KU basketball with Brian Haney. Two-minute drill coming up uh, at 4 o'clock. And uh, Matt Miller, uh, local guy from the uh, region, from mm-hmm. the state of Missouri, uh, draft expert from ESPN, as we begin to really dive into the NFL draft. Dive, dive headlong into the offseason. So, looking forward to that. Head first into the deep end of the pool. That is? The, that is the National Football League draft. The National Football League offseason. All right. There's a lot of news today. You can grab a phone line, Chiefs, Royal Sporting, K-State, Missouri, and, yes, your Kansas Jayhawks. Always a topic here on the program, 913-310-810. Interesting weekend of sports all around with the basketball that was going on, uh, the combine getting going, the NFL combine. Uh, Cole Reagan's. Popping the radar at 101 with 26 miles an hour. 126 miles an hour Incredible. with with an amazing 12 feet of break yes. on the pitch. Burrowed into the ground. Throwing with his other hand. It's the most amazing thing No, literally, ever seen. There, there actually is, I mean, I talk, two innings, three hits. Oh, that's kind of a high whip. Uh, two innings, three hits, no runs, no walks, five Ks. 101 mile per hour with a 20-inch vertical break. So was he throwing a wiffle ball? I'm. It's actually. I said this with Randy on our Kaufman Corner podcast. I'm actually nervous. I know. When I watched Kerry Woods' twenty strikeout game, mm-hmm. I watched that game live, and the ball was doing things, and I'm like, "That's just not normal. That's just not right." And not long later, injured. Yeah. Now I, I did not watch this one live, so all I'm doing is reading some of the folks that I follow that do pitch analysis stuff. Um, and so I might even be wrong. The Royals might be like, what are you talking about? It was like 96 and it had nine inches. Uh, but this is uh, somebody Randy turned me on to uh, that he said, yeah, guy does a lot of pitch analysis. I said, are you sure you, you because Randy's the one who told me this last night. He's like, yeah, this guy's, he does all kinds of stuff on it. I said, okay. Uh, but I'm almost like save it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, save it. Hang on, young fella. Yeah. So uh, that's... Uh, Not even March yet. That's uh, insane. Is it, it is. is. It is. You know, if, if that is for that. 100% accurate, that is insane. But we begin, I think, it, it's not the biggest news around here, but it seems to be the biggest news in the National Football League, and that is that Andy Reid... Basically, the news that's been said today, you have the Pelissero tweet. Bring up the Pelissero tweet. Uh, uh, I do. In front of you. Because I would like to point out the qualifiers that have been put out there on this. Let's count the qualifiers. And we had Tom Pelissero on for the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. I think he does a very good job for the NFL Network. Um, but, but it is interesting. 
And I don't know if others have been called and confirmed this, because now there's like the story echo, or others taking that like, huh, Pelissero doesn't screw things up, so we'll go ahead and write a story based upon what it is he's reported. Yeah. Read his. And I'm saying he he may have, and there's still a lot of qualifiers in it, but he he may have reworded it because the same thing I reposted now shows a little different wording, but it's still just how we described it. This is Tom Pelissero from 6 o'clock this morning. Uh, Retirement can wait. Coming off back-to-back Super Bowl wins, the Chiefs and Andy Reid are expected to begin negotiations in the coming weeks on a new contract that NFL sources believe should soon make Reid the highest-paid coach in football. All right, let's count them. Start again. Coming off back-to-back Super Bowl wins, the Chiefs and Andy Reid are expected Expected. to begin... To begin, not complete, but begin... Negotiations. Negotiate three. In the coming weeks... In the future, four. On a new contract that NFL sources believe. Believe, five. Should. Should, six. Soon. Soon, seven. Make Reed the highest paid coach in football. So we're not saying they're going to make Andy Reed the highest paid coach in football. We're putting seven qualifiers yes. in front of it. Now let me tell you what's happening. They're going to make Andy Reed the highest paid coach in football because he's just won back-to-back in three out of five, and that's what you freaking do. I, again, I'm, this is not to rip Tom Pelissero. Everybody's in a gotta, you know cover your ass mode on these things. Cover himself, yeah. You know, but they're going to make like this is and, and it's. I just want to point something out that there are times that the local teams they don't want to talk to anybody locally because we report the bad news and the national guys only report what they want. They can control the narrative. They give things to the national reporters because it's what they want, and they get upset because we have to report the so and so got arrested. Mm-hmm. And that irritates the team, that we're not just blowing smoke up everyone's rear end. So there are times that that's why you're like, whoa, why didn't you guys get that? Well, because I don't kiss ass. And if I did, then I, I would get that kind of stuff. It's also entirely possible that this is coming from Andy Reid's agent, right, who's putting it out there to, you know, yeah. uh, my, my assumption is NFL sources my is a pretty wide is, loop. There was some kind of conversation where, like, oh, listen, we're going to make Andy the highest paid coach. You know, something like that. Like, because you want to know why? Because everybody knows it. Except for, except for Mike Florio <laughs> and Jay Glazer. Yes. Jay Glazer's still standing by the story from two years ago before the Super Bowl where he said Andy Reid was contemplating retirement. I don't know if he's standing by it or not, but it was asinine. He, he just took the words of Andy Reid who said, listen, I'll worry about that. I'll consider that at the end of the year. I'm not considering that. I'm, that's that not some, not what I'm doing right now. It took them, Andy Reid will consider retirement at the end of the year. That's not what he said. Right? And then Mike Florio gave his seven conditionalized asinine tweet, which i got to start favoriting these stupid tweets. I never, I'm just like, that's just dumb, and I, and I move on by so I can go back well, I think and now readily you, find them. To prevent it from looking like you liked the tweet, as in you enjoyed the tweet, there's now a bookmark feature. Oh, is there? Okay. You can bookmark yeah. it without saying Okay, without so that's what I need to do. For mm-hmm. All right. Because I, I, I need to bookmark things. I don't nice. support this, but I'm making note of it. But it's, the thing is, it's like... 
I'm contemplating retirement in the sense that I look at my parents and go, that looks like a pretty sweet-ass life. I can't wait for that. Oh, I contemplate it almost every day. Like, I buy a lottery ticket. You better believe I'm contemplating retirement on my way home from the gas station. Every day. Yeah. 401K? Yeah. Not today. Eighth Street mean- 401K? Not today. Doesn't mean we're not coming back. <laughs> Did the market quintuple? Nope. Back to work. Damn. Yeah. You know? Eighth straight day with a head cold. Mm, nope. Check check the bank balance. Got to go to work. And I love my job. I I think I have the yes. best job in the world. And, and I'm Great sure job. Reed feels the same way about his job. Yes. I mean, listen. I, I, like Travis Kelsey said that. I get to direct the this this. 15. How would you not skip to work exactly. if you're a head coach? Uh, I tell Jockey, the intern, have I given you the speech yet? Listen, find something you want to I've told you this. Find something you want to do. I, this, this is Mama Pat. This is my mom's advice, by the way. Find something you want to do it with your it work-wise that you really want to do because you spend a third of your life working. So don't find some job that sucks and just chase a buck. And if you really like what you're doing and you're passionate about it, eventually the money will take care of itself. To a degree, and I'll, add that. At least I'll add that because it hasn't quite like. it hasn't quite taken care of itself yeah. the way we'd all like more. Yes. So put that with it. With some people go salt. for the money and have a job that doesn't pay and they don't like it, right? But but I will also tell you anything you got to do when somebody else tells you when to do it. Like we got to do it at two, mm-hmm. based on running the hen house to pick up a prescription, doing all this. Could have used two twenty today. I'm yeah. not going to lie to yeah. you. Okay, could have used two twenty, but two o'clock is when the man says to be here, so we're here. And also, I'm giving you people nuggets here, so write this down if you're driving around or voice it, put up, turn on Siri, whatever it is, yep. to make a note of this. The other thing is, every gig you're going to take a bite of the crap sandwich. All of them. Every job. No matter how much you love it. Andy Reid has to take a bite of the crap sandwich. It's on Mondays and Wednesdays and Fridays when he has to come talk to us. That's his bite of the crap sandwich. And whenever Tyree Kell puts out another podcast. Yeah. Uh, But the question is, so like even we... Best, best, by far the best radio station we've ever worked at, Curtis. Yes, sir. Best boss we've ever had. Absolutely. We do still, there are times, have to take a bite of the crap sandwich. But how big a bite do they make you take? And how much sauce do they give you to wash it down? All right? So so if you, I'm not going to work there. That's not 100% perfect. You're never working again. Yes. Right? You're always going to have to take a bite of the crap sandwich. Around here, just a little nibble. Lots of sauce. Yes. Some places. There's lots of sauce. That's what makes us a great place. Some places it's off, falling off the sides of the plate and not even a drink of water. And if money is your driving factor, you go into finance, you're miserable as hell until you're 45, and then if you're lucky, you can stop doing it. <laughs> and so that's a trade-off. Yeah. I mean... Uh, you work can suck if you're home. If you make so much money that you're like, I'm going to get in my, you know, Bentley, and I'm going to drive to my $25 million mansion, and I'll be fine for the next six hours. And then, and, and then get up and do it again. And I'll be right. miserable. But you know what? No. Be I'm, miserable at work. You won't be miserable sitting be, in your exactly. mansion. And, the rest of your life won't be miserable. Yeah. And you know what? If you're making that kind of money, you probably won't. If you're not an idiot, you probably won't have to do it for very long. Yeah. So these are, these, are, these are life nuggets. Andy Reid is doing exactly what he loves to do. Right, and has the best weapon. If if Pat- it's, the, it's the exact way he would like for yes. a long time, the crap sandwich was the guy throwing the ball for Andy <laughs> Reid. Not here. I, no, I know. I know. I, I even, think he's, even Donovan McNabb, like he's had good, co- really good. He's had good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. The, the bite wasn't that big. Well, and, not and bad. Part of it's because he knows how to coach a quarterback. Yeah. But the point being, it's all sauce now. Wearing fifteen. Yeah. The point being that with Patrick Mahomes. I do think if Patrick Mahomes said I'm out, like, no, 
I'm done. I got all the money I want, and I'm out. I think Britain sounds awesome. I think Andy Reid might retire then. All right? If that was the I, case. I'd buy that. I, I think he might go, okay, I'm done. I don't think he's going to coach after Patrick Mahomes. Let me put it that way. Right? And I don't think anybody, I think everybody thinks his career will end before Patrick Mahomes does, that he will reach a point, I, I believe, or he physically can't do it. I, I hope that health-wise he can still physically go on, but I can see where his legs were getting around, getting from his office to the practice field, around the practice field, on the sidelines, and god-awful weather sometimes, you know, that that becomes to where, you know, if it's painful to walk, I, I you know, and, and painful to move, I, I could see him saying, okay, I'm out. And he's had a number of leg surgeries. But until then, he's going to coach. So the next time some dipwad nationally says Andy Reid's considering retirement, he's not. He will. I, I firmly believe this from conversations I've had with people that he will retire when he can't do it. There'll be a day where he goes, that's it. Will he limp through the season to finish it off and finish it upright? Perhaps. But Andy Reid's not going anywhere. Right, he never was. He loves what he does. He's the best at it. And to me, with this contract, what I, my question is: What does he have to accomplish with the rest of his career to be considered the greatest coach of all time? Because is Bill Belichick hands down the best coach of all time? Because he's not in my book anymore. Had he pieced out when Tom Brady left and went to Tampa? I would, I would have said, look, I would love to have seen another go-round with him without Tom Brady, but I didn't get to see it, so he's got it, right? He gets the nod. I was fine with Vince Lombardi being the best because we only got one year of him at Washington. He improved the team, but we didn't get to really see him move on and do it again someplace else. Bill Belichick, there were a lot of reasons to say, oh, well, you know, Cleveland doesn't completely count. It's the New England days that you got to look at. Well, we've seen it, and it went downhill. And you can still make a great case that, okay, so he's gotten old and he slipped and he's lost it and he didn't value the quarterback enough and he should have done things differently. But at his best, he was the best and his overall body of work says he's it. I'm fine with that. I am fine if he is still considered the best coach in the NFL. But I think Don Shula having more wins by 24, right? 328 to 304. Regular season wins. Uh, let's see. Let me guess what it is. Three, uh, 302. Three, for Belichick. 328 to 302? Yeah. Okay. So 26 wins. You can make a case for Don Shula. You can make a case for Vince Lombardi. You can make a case for George Hallis. I don't think there is the way Tom Brady left the game as the undisputed, definitively best quarterback of all time. And I think there is now a discussion to be had with Patrick Mahomes. And I'm fine if you still settle on Brady. But there's at least a talking point. Let's have a debate. We can do it. We've got a side. You take this one. I'll take that one. We've got ample evidence to go battle each side. But I would ask you, what does Andy Reid have to do to be definitively the best? Or win by decision? Is there? Is it simply seven Super Bowls? Because I don't think that's it. I think the fact that Bill Belichick hung around and to a degree showed his rear end that Tom Brady was the bigger piece of the puzzle, and all you need to do is look at Andy Reid's career to understand definitively, and we've been banging the gong on this show since long before Patrick Mahomes came to town, that the quarterback is the more important part of the equation, and Andy Reid had significantly more success with good to very good quarterbacks than Bill Belichick did. 
certainly could identify him, certainly could coach them better, has had more winning outside of his Hall of Fame quarterback, and is now winning at the same and to a degree higher level because Donovan McNabb at the or excuse me Patrick Mahomes at the same point in his career has won more conference championship than Tom Brady did, so he's winning at a better clip than Bill Belichick did. I think you can make a case that right now he's already proven it. What would make it definitive? One more Super Bowl? Three in a row? Five? Be second on the Super Bowl list? I kind of think it's five. I think it, I think if he can, if he won three in a row, that might be the, that's it. We're done. He's there. He would now have four, which would be tied for the second most with Chuck Knoll, who nobody puts into discussion for the greatest coach of all times. But five, I think if he gets to five, it's over. It's over. I think he would be ahead of Bill Belichick. If he wins three in a row, loses conference championship game, wins another one and walks, I think he's the greatest coach of all time. I think five would be enough. Where would you put it? Uh, yeah, I, I, I think I think five is the number. The the um, because of how how it's condensed, just how dominant he would have been in, in that in that. Now you could also someone could say, well, he wasn't as dominant for a long time. But I, I simply I don't think you can judge year to year Belichick to read because of the immense gift that Belichick had. Of basically the entirety of his postseason success, all tied to the guy who everyone thinks is the greatest quarterback of all time, Andy Reid's non-Mahomes years, I think are enough to offset the fact that he doesn't have as many Super Bowls because he was so good with so many different guys. And so I, I don't think he has to get to six. I think five would get it done to me because you could also look at five and say, Dude, how little time he had Mahomes and he won five. Think if he'd have had that guy in his prime for 20 years. You could easily extrapolate seven, eight if you wanted to. And I don't think you can just look at six versus five and say, well, Belichick had one more you know, than, than, than Reed, so he's, he's better. It's not that simple. And so, yeah, I, I think five gets it done. I think five. I'm with. You. I think the five is definitive. I would have a very difficult time taking the other side, even if he got to five. I'm not going to lie to you, though. I think if he gets, if if he settles it with four, but the fourth one is is the third of three in a row, never ever done before, never done, never done in the Super Bowl era. In the Super Bowl era, yeah. you're right. Yeah, but but even which and I believe. Vince Lombardi was a great football coach, and were Vince Lombardi born today and grew up in the game of football, he would be doing the things that are going on now. Yeah, he was a brilliant. Everyone builds upon what came before them, mm-hmm. right? Like wings create lift. We don't have to start over every time you design a plane, right? You start with the basic fundamentals right. that we figured out a long time ago. Fire creates heat. Oh, yeah. We we understand how to start a stove. Um, you know, everything builds upon itself. But I think because of that. We're so much further down the road that the only discussion really is Belichick or Reed or am I or would you Walsh? Is that modern yeah, enough? I, I think if, if Gibbs, Gibbs the, yeah, Gibbs. The, and I know you, you're high on. I'm big Gibbs, on. Gibbs. I agree because of the three the three non Hall of Fame quarterbacks. I just think three in a row. Even when you consider, yes, it's just Super Bowl era. But when you consider it, never even happened in the salary before the salary cap came on. I mean that's just kind of wild. Yeah, 
And when, when teams could just stockpile talent. Yeah, they could just, dude. I don't care. You're staying here, and 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 we'll pay you whatever we got to pay you. They can't. I mean. Is, has it happened in any other sport recently besides NBA where there's a very soft cap and MLB where there's no cap? I think I think every sport's different. I mean, I think one Michael Jordan. Yeah, that's true. You got one, one guy. 20%. Affect, yeah, both affects sides. a lot more. Yeah. You're right. But point being, I think if, it, if there's something about doing something that at least in the modern version of your game has never, ever been done before that I think might count. Put it this way. I think three straight counts as much as four spread out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, so I think, I think if, he, if he has four total and three of those can condensed, then in my mind that... That's five. Because that, yeah. three straight equals four in your Thank book. Thank you very okay. much. Yeah. The only, the only the, person the who would have... Adam math hey, that we're doing here today. Like people it. don't just have calculators. They're driving, Saran. They can't. The only guy who would be able to spot that six-year span would be Chuck Knoll. Now, he didn't win three in a row, but he won back-to-back twice in a six-year span. He's the only other guy who would have won four Super Bowls in a six-year span. Is it more impressive then? But he had the luxury of being able to construct a team and keep all those players. One of the more amazing statistics is that that fourth championship team, that 79 team, was the only team ever to win the NFL championship with a roster constructed of solely players who had only played for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You can't do that today. Yeah. He was able to do that because he stockpiled those guys who all landed. Now, he drafted a wonderful team, and that 74 draft really set him up for massive success. But you can't put together it. It's not possible to put together the 1979 Steelers nowadays. So he had an advantage. The, The argument I would make for the old guys is, and I'll point to racing a little bit, uh, F1 racing, they do everything, well, all racing, really. They do everything they can to try to balance out the cars. And we have the most dominant run at the highest form in, in Formula One ever. Like Max Verstappen won more races than anyone ever, right? Coming off, mm-hmm. Lewis Hamilton winning six out of seven. And, you know, like the dominance is there. Like sometimes the more you do to try to level the playing field, the more you make those that, crack the code be able to stand out beyond yeah. like with, the NIL transfer portal yeah. right now yeah bill belichick may have benefited from the salary cap is what made it easier for him right yeah. oh it drags you down or those that have figured out the riddle yeah. keep the quarterback happy and then turn over everything else you, you make it pretty easy because everybody else will. Nobody else has that guy. Everybody else falls over themselves to get back into the playoffs and sets themselves up like the Niners, the Chargers, the Bills. Mm-hmm. The Niners are just barely under the cap. The Chargers and Bills are way over the cap. Look and at the teams that have, have come after won. the Chiefs the last five years in the AFC West. Yeah. They keep doing the same thing, and they, they don't get it done, and they're, they've mortgaged the future for one quick run at Patrick Mahomes. All right, we've got a lot to get to. We want to get into the combine as well. Like I said, some baseball talk, college basketball talk. Uh, Court storming. God, I've never thought about having that as a topic. Maybe we'll bring it up today. Uh, 9133810810. Phone lines are open. You're in the program. Tune. Great tune, by the way. Uh, Kings of Leon. Kings of Leon. Not going to say the name of the song, but. Because uh, you can't. Or it's, uh... I, I can. There's nothing FCC. It's just not. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. It's, something's on fire, right? Yes. Uh, this sex is on fire. Sex, on, the sex on fire, yeah. Okay, I didn't know. I know it's, I know. legally it can. It's I the lyric, for God's sake, man. Fair, yeah. Um, 
when you read the lyrics, you'll be like, oh, yeah, that's it what it's about. about. It's definitely about that. <laughs> it was like now, like on your phone, you play it like on the Apple mm-hmm. Music and it starts giving you the lyrics. And like, Whoa. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I never uh, actually read the words. They've got other non singles on that album that. Really, you want to read the words too? Yeah, they're an interesting band. Fun uh, as hell. Well, I don't know if they still tour, but when they fun as hell live. Nine one three three eight ten eight ten. I'll get to some basketball here in a minute. Nine one three three eight ten. Do we have to hit me up on the Twitter at Soren Petro S O R E N P E T R? That team's still fighting. Dude. Coaching staff is. What, what did he say? Did we look up the the quote post game from your man Dennis Gates? That's what you're talking about, right? Yeah, like their performance. Curtis guaranteed a win. I did down at Arkansas, and, and when you they were, almost got it. When they were you kind of by fourteen, fiddling around. When they were down five with eleven to go, you're like, I'm a genius. They were down two at the half, and I'm like, oh, they're just just to just to get a couple of just to get oh, and then. And then was that a door that just fell off yeah. and went flying by us? Yeah, oh, there goes another door. Oh wow, they're getting their doors blown off. Yes, they did. Um, one gets some somebody scored forty two for him, but I think for but so don't let him score forty two. You got a guy scored thirty three and you lost by fifteen. You were twenty eight of thirty from the free throw line and lost by fifteen. I don't know how the hell you do that. Uh breaking news. Mm-hmm. Um the what has been the hottest coach certainly uh in the NFL who has a middle-of-the-pack cap situation and the best player maybe to ever play the game and is in line uh, to receive a pay raise from an organization that's never been afraid to pay. Ain't quitting. Um, and is clearly in line to be the highest-paid coach in the game uh, is is going to continue coaching. That's that's breaking news right now. That, uh, just that's FYI. stunning. I, I, I'm, uh, uh, Tammy... Is yeah, it, let, let me I was ask you about it, but you know what? Let me ask you a question. Is it breaking news? Like if like Patrick Mahomes says, "Yeah, I'll be back next year." Is that breaking news? Uh, no. It, it, but this he is sixty six years old. True. So does that make it breaking news, or no? Is it just like we're at that time of the year where there's little else going on until we start getting some forty times and some bench press reps and some interviews and some some gossip coming out of the combine? This is the best we can do for a story today in the NFL world. They didn't even do it for Saban. Like, I, I feel like Reed, I look at Reed the way I looked at Saban. Someday he's going to retire, and I'll be like, wow, not not shocking because of his age, but surprised that it's happened because, but at no point am I going to be, unless Andy Reed says, this is my last year, and, and that's how the, the Chiefs plan their succession plan, at no point in December am I going to assume that Andy Reid's not coming back. So I, I will be ready for the possibility, right. to, but at no point will I assume it's happening. So I, I think the Saban thing is a good comparison because I would have thought Nick Saban would need that he would coach till he physically couldn't do it. That It's a machine that's up and running. There is a different dynamic in college football. Some people think the NIL and all that did kind of push him away from the game. Maybe it did, maybe it didn't, I don't know. But, yeah, I, I'll be surprised if Andy Reid's like, Yep, I'm done. This is it. This is the one. Um, but let's talk about what it would take to break all the records, to make it indisputable, right? He he now has three championships, so he needs four more to 
top Bill Belichick. Yep. Right? Three more to equal it. Mm-hmm. How many years would that take? Well, it's taken five. So five more years? Uh, I mean, I think it's I think an improbable it, run. But. It, it is because we, we've yet to see – we've seen a run similar to Mahomes. There's been three out of five or whatever, but that isn't generally There's followed by six out of three ten. out of five. Yeah. Even Brady's, there was a gap. And, and anyone who's had numbers like that, it, it, it looks like it's going to go on forever, and then suddenly it doesn't. And um, – I don't know that there's been a quarterback who you could look at in history and think had a better chance to continue the run than Patrick Mahomes right now. But guys have been in the vicinity of that and haven't done it. So it'd be, I don't think, think he's going to win three of the next five. Well, let's say Bill Belichick does not come back or he comes back and has a nine wins in two years and is out. Mm-hmm. Right? Finishes with 311. 328's the mark uh, for regular season wins. Uh, what's the playoff mark? By the way, Belichick has that at 31. Let's see. Is that right? Yes. And I think, yeah, reads at 26. And reads at 26. So he needs five playoff wins. He can knock that off. Too sweet. Yeah, that, that that's a better that's a better chance than he's got better odds of that than he does 328. But 328, he's exactly 70 wins away. Yep. He's 258. Five years, 14 wins per. That's a better pace than he's been on right now. Right now, currently in the Mahomes era, he's won, what, 60? What's his regular season run over the last look over the last sure. uh, five years? Is that 378 number regular season and playoffs or just regular season? 328. 328. Is regular I mean, season yeah. only. Is it? Okay. Um, 18 to 23. Let's see. 12, 24, 38, 50, 64. Seventy-three looks like is that right? He's won seventy-three. Yeah, seventy-three so over the last over, six years. Over the last six years, just over what, twelve. A season. What is it over the last five? Knock off a twelve, so it becomes sixty-one. Yeah, sixty-one. Right, so he needs seventy wins. He needs to increase the pace he's done during this championship yeah. run. Now that's 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 regular season. Yes. Yeah. He yeah. needs 70 wins. Yeah. 70 wins. In the regular season. Yes. Got to make sure. How many times are you two goofs going to ask me the same question? I don't know. Uh, so. Fourteen, it seems improbable. Mm-hmm. He needs twelve. He needs twelve per. Yeah, over six years, give him seventy-two, and he gets there. So, can he coach for six years? Can he pick up three championships? Can he pick up seventy wins? Yes, yes, he's done it. Yes, here over the last six years, and he has he he has the ultimate weapon. Having cleared one of the most important barriers to sustain success, and that is, he's now won with an expensive quarterback, and so he, yeah. he's he, that, that's the one thing that seems to, to derail. This is these are the two years he shouldn't have won, and he's won. So now that he's figured that out, the way he and Brett Veach work together, there's no reason to believe. Because that, that's what seems to derail everyone. Well, it didn't not only did it not derail this team, it launched them to two of their three championships. Good luck, rest of the league. And by all accounts, he's not going to lose his defensive coordinator. Right. <laughs> or or his offensive coordinator. Or his offensive works coordinator. Well, yeah, that's, yeah. Or right his best he's... defensive position coach. I mean, the, for, at least sort of the, for at least three years. Yeah. The, the initial kind of first downturn post, um, the, after the first three that the Patriots won, came after Cornell and Weiss left. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. They changed out the coaching staff, and that's when they did wait for a while. Nine one three three eight ten eight ten. Ted, you're in the program. What's going on, Ted? 
I'm going to talk about Andy Reid, but just a quick comment, you know. You said something about the Missouri team still fighting. Well, you know. Well, that was the comment. That was the comment of Dennis Gates. Yeah, and I I don't think it's wrong. I don't think they're out there just mailing it in. I think the kids look like they're they're playing hard. I don't know what they're trying to do. I'm having a hard time figuring out what the offensive game plan is out there. But they seem they they they're making an effort. But anyway, Ted, go ahead. Your point. Well, I mean, the people that went down on the Titanic kept swimming as long as they could. That's pretty good. I mean, it was inevitable. Pretty good. And if Uh, you name it, just let them on the door. I know. Yeah. Selfish. So, a couple things. Um, You know, in regards to Andy Reid, I think he's one of the greatest coaches of all time. And I, I think you have to measure more than just championships. And uh, I, I think about one of the things that's a feather in Belichick's cap is there's 10 years between three Super Bowls. And that shows me it's a good coach. I mean, right? And yeah. I mean, there's something, there's something to say about that, that he was able to, uh, after a decade, and things have changed to do that. It's kind of like I compare uh, Bobby Knight and John Wooden. John Wooden won all those championships with all those players in a, in, a, in one decade, and I look at Bobby Knight, and he won almost in three different decades he won championships. So I don't know how to measure all that. I'm just saying there is a, a lot of factors. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's a great point, Ted, because during that run of 10 years where Bill Belichick – didn't win. He also went eighteen and one and lost a championship while going for a perfect season. Yeah. So it was arguably the second. You know, in a lot of ways, because it's a fourteen game season that the Dolphins won undefeated. It was maybe the greatest season that anybody's ever had. And he continued to win at a high level. He played for two more championships during that stretch before going three and one at the back end of the Tom Brady era. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's no doubt. And John Wooden, to me, John Wooden's career is what Bill Belichick's career would have been viewed as had he had he walked out when Brady left. Yes. Like, you'd be like, okay, well, he's the best. Like, what are you going to, you know, yeah, he, he needs some time to get it going in Cleveland, but had he stayed in Cleveland, it would have worked, but they fired him, so shame on them. He's the best, right? If John wouldn't hung around when everybody else started cheating, <laughs> it would have been different. Yeah. I mean, he was not going to sustain that level of success. The same way Gino Oriema has not sustained the same level of championship success as women's basketball has grown in popularity and other programs have put forth an effort to be great. He doesn't win it every year. They're not undefeated three straight years in a row. They're not number one all the time, right? South Carolina's up there. There's real competition. Now, it would have gone the same way for John Wooden. So For sure. the Coach K, I, I, Bobby Knight to me, Bobby Knight had a lot of mediocre teams in there too. I mean, I, Texas Tech was not some roaring success, and to me, Coach K is the guy to look at and say, okay, if somebody can be better with significantly less titles than John Wooden, it's him. John Wooden was great. You no, know, ain't cheating, you ain't yeah. trying. G- given g- given the the um, immense advantage he gave himself, whether you and it's legally or not, it, it's still t- tough to win seven straight, even in a shortened tournament. But he had advantages that, you know, you only had to win two games to get to the final four. Now you got to win four. So there were a lot of things that went work in his, in his favor. 
Yeah. That, that will never happen again. 913-3810-810. Let's take a break. Talk about the uh, combine next here in the program. The Haney turkey sack. Strong. Great. It's great Good sandwich. Stuff. The sandwich is better than Haney, and Haney's really good. Really good guy. Also, you want to try the... uh, No offense, Brian. You know I'm your biggest fan. Uh, He's a tremendous (laughs) play-by-play guy, and he's a better person than he is play-by-play guy, and he's really good at his job. But that sandwich is awesome. You you want to try that? You also, uh, a few reasons. One, it's awesome. Two, it's named after a friend of mine. You want to try the Bouchard BLT while you're there, too. Have him put an egg on it. Ooh, that's interesting. Okay, good to know. Named after idea. the uh, women's volleyball coach up there. Okay. Ray Bouchard. All right. I'll have to go give it a, give it a go. Uh, it is the program here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Uh, talking about our, our buddy Matt Llewellyn. Brought mm-hmm. my lunch from the 23rd Street Brewery. Um, the Combine gets going today. What are we looking at as Chiefs fans from the Combine? Fat dudes trying to run quick. There's an element of that, yeah. I mean, I think D-tackle, especially if you're going to walk on Chris Jones, um, which I'm not convinced they are. I think they're going to walk on Legereus Sneed. Uh, my belief is when he's talking about pay me, pay me, pay me, those comments are not comments that you make if your agent says we're three-quarters of the way there. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, they're not going to find comments. You, you're not going to mess around. Those are the comments you make if it's like they ain't even called us. Which is kind of why it was so weird. We talked about this last spring, how quiet Chris Jones was. We thought that to mean... Well, I think they did try. I think there were negotiations. They just didn't get there. And I think Chris Jones, one of the reasons why I think, number one, is while in a what appeared to be an intoxicated state, at the parade, he did say, I'll be back and not for one year. One, that is a sign that perhaps negotiations had... Start it up again. Yeah. So, Maybe so not. Sometimes Maybe. you let, let out what you're not supposed to let out. Yeah, That's sometimes when you're, when you're most truthful. Other times, you're just, I love you, man. Yeah. Which Drunk one is guys. it? Drunk and affable. It's, we're going to move Both in ends. together. Yeah. I'm going to play here forever. I'll play here for a dollar. <laughs> you wake up, you pound just, some... Tylenol and I grab some greasy guzzle, breakfast and yeah, go, oh, no. Four gallons of water. your contract for $10? They go, oh, hold on, hold on, come on. Not, not come on. Um, but I, I think that there, and I think also his statement in the playoffs, when he, you know, that the, his statement after the regular season ended where, well, I really just, what I, I got my money back. He acknowledged mm-hmm. that. All he ended up doing was what we said. You know, he's but when he first did it, I think there was a little bit of hubris, and you know, when he first signed the contract, he's like, "Well, and I got a raise." He didn't get a raise, and we all knew it. Yeah, he only got a raise if he could stay healthy and perform, and and the team had to perform, and they did. I think the other part is there was another million dollars that came with winning the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Right, so I'd have to go back and look. He might have lost a little bit of money. He might have broken even, but I think he knows looking back at it. Hmm. I might have made a mistake here. And I, I think the winning championships and playing on a team like this, and maybe there's a way to get creative and say, look, we'll base this, we'll guarantee this, and we'll incentivize incentivize, incentivize this. So if you can keep grabbing 10 sacks, 
yeah. for the next three or four years, and that clearly seems to motivate you. We want to motivate you. Yeah. We'll be happy to pay you these bonuses. If we can win Super Bowls, you get paid. We're all good. Yeah, you're going to make a boatload of money and have the best chance you're going to have that any player has to, to win rings. I, I, yeah, I, I think I think there's a reason to take a hometown discount if. Your personal accomplishments and the team's accomplishments can make it not a hometown discount. Yes. Right? If you get hurt, hey, you're still paid a whole bunch of guaranteed money. But if you're not hurt and you're healthy and you continue to work your butt off, which he does, then you you can make more than anybody else. Yep. I, I think they may find ground there. I just think the all-quiet nature of things. What did Chris Jones do? When they slapped the franchise tag on him in 19, he immediately went on a talk show. His agent sent him out, and he went on Colin Coward and immediately started. We haven't heard boo out of Chris Jones, which to me is why Legereus Sneed is Chris Jones in 19. And Chris Jones, I'm, yep. I'm interested. Either one, you know, he's like, hey, this was a great way to end it, and now I'll move on. I'll get paid somewhere. Or they're actually working on some stuff. And I think it's important, you know, really to get it done Preferably before you have to put the franchise tag on the other one so that you can at least tell people on the market that, hey, we're going to franchise Legereus Sneed because we got Chris Jones done. So don't sit here and lowball us. If you want him, come and get him because we're going to put the tag on him. And DeForest Buckner got traded this time of year. right? Like That was one of the things. Remember, DeForest Buckner got dealt in 2019. It's like, well, Chris Jones doesn't want to sign. The Chiefs can trade him. Now, a pandemic hit after DeForest Buckner was dealt, but nobody offered anything for Chris Jones. This is the time. So I'm not going to be surprised if we're like, breaking news, the Chiefs have traded Legereus Need. Breaking news, the Chiefs have signed Chris Jones to an extension. Breaking news, the Chiefs have traded Chris Jones. I won't, I won't be surprised if we get that news, but it's going to have to come quick. It's going to have to yeah, come quick. For sure. For sure. Otherwise, you know, they'll be making their move. So at the combine one, the Chiefs will take a corner probably this year because they always take corners, but it won't be early unless the top corner falls into their lap. But, yeah, I think you're going to see corners later on. I think out of this combine, how many D tackles look impressive because I think that's a need. How many wideouts run fast? Because that's a need, and they like guys who can separate. Unless the Rashi Rice receiver becomes more of what what they do, but we pointed out a lot that Rashi Rice didn't have the best forty, but he had a great ten, which means he gets off the line with explosion. It means there's initial explosion there. I almost wonder if he did a bad job or he got with some bad forty trainers, right? Because to have the best ten. And then not have a great 40 just doesn't compute. And when I watch him play, he doesn't look slow to me. Right? But 40 times are big for what you're going to watch on the wide receivers. So when the wide receivers go, look at the 40 times. Arm length on your offensive tackles. I think they're definitely going to be in the offensive tackle market. And look for the longest arms out there. Because that's their wheelhouse. Corners look for the smaller school guys that go 5'11 to 6'2 and, and have long arm measurements as well. That's their wheelhouse. That's their type. Yeah. And guys that aren't 22. Well, guys that aren't 23 or 4, for yeah, sure. Yeah, 23 or 4. Yeah, right, right. I mean, the 21s, they do like them young. Yeah. See Nick Bolton, who's now 23, mm-hmm. three years into his NFL career. 
three completed seasons. He is not. He's yet to be twenty-four years old. What's their? What's that little lineman cone drill? Because they seem to like dudes with really good feet. Because the pass the three, or pass blocking element. The, the three cone. Is that what it's called? So, there's one of those. The shuttle. Yeah. They 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 like good footwork. Is not. Yeah. Now that goes, but, but, but I will tell you, they are not taking a guy as an offensive tackle. The kid from Oklahoma State. Uh, the reason they signed or traded for Orlando Brown was not one of the top offensive tackles met their minimum requirement for arm length. And by the way, which one of them has turned out to be better than Orlando Brown? And I'm, and I'm, they moved on Orlando Brown at the right time. I mean, we'll see what Mo Egger thinks. Uh, we're going to talk to him in the two minute drill coming up in the four o'clock hour. But Orlando Brown was. They won a championship with them. There's nothing wrong with the Orlando Brown era here in Kansas City. They played that really well, in my opinion. You know, in the end, when you factor out the picks they got back, they basically gave up what was a second-round pick to have Orlando Brown play left tackle for two years. That's a successful trade. Right? That's a successful trade. But the reason they did it was because there was nobody that met that criteria. So when we see all these offensive tackles, Watch the arm lengths. Who are the longest arm yeah. guys out there? Because that's who they're going to have their eye on. And their ability to find people in that spot. I still think if we, we go back, we, we kind of touched on this a couple of weeks ago after they won the championship. Three Super Bowl championships in a five-year span with six different starting tackles. They have found a way to put the right people in those positions. So that would tend to make me leery about overpaying for somebody, but if you can find a way, you have to figure out what the number is to get to, uh, now I'm forgetting his name, the son. Joel. Joe, Joe Alt. Do you do that? Or do you look at the fact, you go, you know what, we're really good at finding veteran guys and putting them in spots. Maybe we're better off putting any kind of draft capital. If we're going to make a move to move up, it wouldn't be for a tackle, it would be for something else. I think... Um when I look at the Chiefs and I say, okay, they, you're right. I think that is... Or do they say, we, we've, we've cheated that system. There's no way we can continue right. that. We're about to have a massive overcorrection. They, they don't have a sterling wide receiver crew, and they've been a revolving door at left tackle through their three championships. That's not the plan. They won in spite of yes. this. Yes. And so to me, you know, I, I fix those things. And understand that it's time to move yeah. on Snead and Jones. That's fair. And I use those resources to fix the other places where we're weak. Because I think that's one of the reasons why they were successful this year was they didn't overextend for a left tackle last year. They didn't go give three first-round picks for, you know, um, whoever might have been available. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't go take some guy who used to be good, who's Dwayne Brown, who's 37 oh, right. years old. Yeah, he was out there. They didn't just go for a name. They said, okay, we can't do that. But you know what we are going to do? We're going to make sure we're rock solid at linebacker. We're going to go get three guys. We're going to get Mike Edwards to solidify our safety spot. We're going to get Drew Tranquil to solidify our linebacker spot. We're going to get Charles Amenu to solidify the defensive line. They could have taken all those resources and poured them into trying to get a left tackle for the sake of saying we got a left tackle. Instead, they said, that guy's not there. That guy was there in Orlando Brown. He wasn't there last year, so they may do with Donovan Smith. I think... And I wouldn't mind if they brought Donovan Smith back on a similar type of deal and, and even a bit of a pay bump. I didn't think he was that bad. But if you could find the answer, to me, 
you know, that that's better than paying Legereus Sneed on the downslope of his yes. career. I, I love Sneed, but to me that would be a better plan for the Chiefs. All right, before Nikola Jokic, who was the last player to have 80 points, 50 rebounds, and 45 assists over a three-game span. Brought to you by Joe's Kansas City Barbecue.